This is Philip Schoenfeld, Editor-in-Chief of Evidence-Based GI, discussing a recent summary entitled Prophylactic Rifaximin Decreases Post-TIPS Hepatic Encephalopathy. This is part of our In Case You Missed It series and reviews a randomized controlled trial published in Annals of Internal Medicine in 2021, which came from French investigators and which was titled The Use of Rifaximin in the Prevention of Overhepatic Encephalopathy After Transjugular Intrahepatic Portosystemic Shunt. Now, this is an important topic because since the advent of using covered stents for TIPS, the likelihood of suffering shunt dysfunction has been greatly reduced. Therefore, the primary complication that is now associated with TIPS is the incidence of overt hepatic encephalopathy episodes. This occurs in up to 50% of cirrhotic patients after TIPS, and most episodes of overt hepatic encephalopathy lead to hospitalization. Thus, there's a great burden on the patient, the patient's family, and the healthcare system associated with episodes of overt hepatic encephalopathy. Now, TIPS is very helpful for the management of intractable ascites and for prophylaxis against recurrent variceal bleeding. Ultimately, when the 2014 American Association for the Study of Liver Disease guidelines about the management of hepatic encephalopathy were written, they did not recommend prophylactic treatment against hepatic encephalopathy after TIPS were placed. This was due to a lack of data. At that time, there was only one small RCT of 75 post-TIPS patients who were randomized to rifaximin, lactulose, or no treatment. Patients were only followed for one month to see if they experienced an episode of overt hepatic encephalopathy, and no differences were seen between the groups. It's difficult to draw conclusions from this single RCT because of its small sample size of only 75 patients and because patients were only followed for one month post-TIPS to see if they suffered from HE. This is the setting in which French investigators performed a very well-designed randomized control trial with a much larger sample size and which followed patients for almost six months post-TIPS in order to determine if rifaximin would be effective prophylaxis against post-TIPS episodes of hepatic encephalopathy. Specifically, in this multi-centered, double-blind, placebo-controlled RCT, patients were randomized to receive rifaximin 600 milligrams BID or placebo. And this was started two weeks prior to a scheduled TIPS, which was being performed usually for the management of intractable ascites. This was conducted in 12 tertiary centers throughout France, and patients were recruited 
by expert hepatologists at each site. The primary endpoint was the cumulative incidence of overt hepatic encephalopathy defined by what are called the West Haven modified criteria. This is important because simply having isolated asterixis would be considered grade two overt hepatic encephalopathy based on these modified criteria. Patients were followed every 28 days with an office visit in order to assess whether they had signs of either overt hepatic encephalopathy or if they even had minimal hepatic encephalopathy based on psychometric testing. When this randomized control trial was conducted from 2013 to 2016, a total of 197 patients were initially randomized and 186 actually continued on to get scheduled TIPS placement. And those 186 patients were the modified intention to treat analysis set for efficacy. The mean age of these patients was 60. Over 85% had alcohol-related liver disease as the cause of their cirrhosis, and over 80% had intractable ascites as the indication for the TIPS placement. The bottom line results are that the cumulative incidence of overt hepatic encephalopathy was significantly lower in rifaximin-treated patients versus placebo-treated patients. Specifically, only 34% of rifaximin-treated patients experienced overt hepatic encephalopathy during the almost six months of follow-up versus 53% in the placebo group. This produced an odds ratio of 0.48. In other words, a 50% reduction in the likelihood of developing overt hepatic encephalopathy. Now, one possible criticism is that isolated asterixis could be considered overt HE. But if those cases were eliminated, then rifaximin-treated patients were still much less likely to develop overt hepatic encephalopathy with only, if they got rifaximin, with only 20% of rifaximin-treated patients experiencing HE versus 40% of placebo-treated patients. One other possible criticism of this paper is that lactulose prophylaxis was not available to study patients. And this included the 13% of study patients who had a prior episode of overt hepatic encephalopathy. Now, the standard of care in North America is that patients with a prior episode of overt hepatic encephalopathy would receive lactulose prophylaxis against further episodes and potentially both lactulose and rifaximin prophylaxis if they had recurrent hepatic encephalopathy. In a post hoc analysis of the 162 patients without prior overt HE episodes, again, rifaximin-treated patients were still less likely to develop overt hepatic encephalopathy at a rate of only 35% versus 51% in placebo-treated patients. 
There were no significant differences for any of the secondary endpoints, which included transplant-free survival, cirrhosis-related complications, or adverse events related to medication. So again, the one caution about this trial in the U.S. is that lactulose use was not permitted even among the 13% of patients with a prior episode of overt hepatic encephalopathy. Now, this study addresses a large gap in the 2014 AASLD guidelines on the management of hepatic encephalopathy. However, the most recent North American guidance on TIPS management, which was published in 2022, still does not recommend routine prophylaxis against hepatic encephalopathy with rifaximin after TIPS. The authors of that position statement wished for more RCT data before they would make that endorsement. I'm a general gastroenterologist, so I relied on several of my transplant hepatology colleagues for guidance about how they utilize this data in their own practice. They do not routinely start every TIPS patient on prophylaxis against hepatic encephalopathy. They evaluate patients on a case-by-case basis and assess whether the patient has additional risk factors for hepatic encephalopathy, such as advanced stage and elevated child Pew score. Then, they will frequently prophylax against HE after TIPS with either lactulose or rifaximin. Certainly, lactulose is much less expensive than rifaximin, but it's also associated with less compliance and intolerance by the patient. Rifaximin is better tolerated, but also much more expensive, and many patients lack insurance coverage. Therefore, again, my transplant hepatology colleagues make an individualized decision about whether or not to start prophylaxis for patients who are undergoing TIPS. If the patient has additional risk factors, then they will frequently prophylax. And depending on the availability of rifaximin based on cost and insurance coverage, they will either use that or lactulose. Based on the current data from these French investigators, it's clear that rifaximin has demonstrated efficacy to reduce episodes of hepatic encephalopathy in the post-TIPS patient, while it's important to recognize that there is no randomized controlled data for lactulose efficacy in this setting. In the future, there should be additional confirmatory studies in the U.S. about the efficacy of rifaximin in this situation, as well as the efficacy of lactulose in these post-TIPS patients. It would also be helpful to have even longer studies, since it may be reasonable to use hepatic encephalopathy prophylaxis indefinitely after a TIPS procedure. In the current study from the French investigators, patients were followed for six months after TIPS placement, and at that point, all studied drug was discontinued. The investigators noted that several of the study patients on rifaximin suffered an episode of overt hepatic encephalopathy shortly after discontinuing rifaximin, and thus it would be helpful to see even longer studies 
looking at one year or even longer prophylaxis against hepatic encephalopathy after TIPS. Thanks very much for listening, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon.